Today we will be uh, in Psalm 89, so if you have your Bibles, uh, we have a, a lot of text to go over here, so love for you to follow along. We'll also have it on the screen. Um, for our visitors, we want to tell you today, you came on the right day. It's a special day. It's visitor day, uh, <laughs> uh, but it is special because uh, today is the first day we're going to start out having uh, Johnny Mike at the back. Johnny Mike, raise your hand. Johnny Mike's right over there. He's a pleasant enough looking guy. Uh, and uh, you can go and visit with him after service. Uh, he has several things that uh, our church members have made, knowing that you'd be here and one way or the other to give to you and say thank you for being here. So if you've never filled out a communication card, uh, do that and bring it to him. He'll have some back there, and he'll give you some inf more information, and uh, you can ask some questions of him. Uh, but uh, we'd love for you to come and see those special little things prepared just for you. Uh, so uh, welcome, and uh, we hope that you can... Uh, feel very well uh, loved in this place, as we have been felt, we have felt that love. Amen. Psalm 89 is a psalm that's written by, uh, by a scribe, and his name is Ethan, Ethan the Ezraite. Uh, we don't know too much about him at all, um, but I want you to know that, that's what the Bible says, the psalm starts with that, the description, the, the name on the psalm. That this is something that's written by a, an individual. That they are, they have heard from God. They have struggled with things, and the the Psalms are are meant for a great a great balm for the soul, a, a great a great thing, a, a lotion and ointment to to heal our hearts. It's an oppor opportunity for us to uh, to ask questions of God, to to mourn, and to uh, also hear his answers. As you all come here today, and, and as I come here today, this is kind of a un unique part of our week, isn't it? I mean, and it's unique in the world. What in the world are we doing here? As we come and we, I mean, how often do you go and listen to someone talk in front of you for 45 minutes? You know, this is not, unless you have to go to school, this isn't happening very often. Yet we choose every week to keep coming back. And the reason is because we are mindful of our souls, of our spirits. And that as we come, we bring all of our concerns and our burdens and our struggles and our joys. And we recognize there's an element to us, there's a part of us that is our soul and our spirit, and it need to be, needs to be tended to. Most of the world, and, and it's part of our life too, we, when we are trying to understand the world around us and what we are supposed to do and be and how we are to grow, as we do that, we, we turn to podcasts, right? Uh, and we listen to our favorite guy who, uh, you know, jumps in ice cold water for three minutes and now we think that's the thing to do, right? And if we do that, then we're going to be awake and we're going to be the most high functioning of ourselves that we've ever been, you know? And we're going to create a, a system for managing our thoughts, and we're going to create a system for uh, being most efficient at work, and even in our relationships, how we'll, how we'll engineer those relationships so they're the most productive. Yeah. And so we, we go through life looking at all of these shortcuts, these hacks to life. And we're trying to improve, and we're trying to improve the workplace, we're trying to improve our homes. But what we really need to do is come and consider our spirits. And so that's why you're here. So uh, small applause for you. Like you're in the right place. You're doing the right thing. 
And the Psalms is all about that. It's, a, it's a, both an introspection as this is what's happening in my heart and mind and also a looking out and saying, what is God's response? What, is God, what has God been doing? And so as Ethan comes to this passage, he's coming in a context in which there had been promises made to God's people. Promises made to David, King David especially. That King David is going to be God's man. King David has a heart after God. Now, he, he's not always faithful, right? He, in fact, creates some of the, the worst sins that we know of. But he has a, a love for God, and he confesses, and he turns to him. And God is going to make him the foundation for his kingdom, King David. And so the people are understanding that, that David, is, his reign is going to be forever and ever. They are the promises of God. The Davidic kingdom will reign forever, meaning that David's descendants will always be on the throne. And that God is sealing the deal with his people and saying, I'm going to give you a king, and there'll be kings after him, and that kingdom will never fail. But Ezra's writing this, and the kingdom is failing. And he's wondering, how can this be? Everything around seems like it's about to be destroyed. The kings that have followed David are, are reprehensible. The people who are following those kings are reprehensible. They are not following. They're not faithful to the God that David has made this covenant with. And God has made this covenant with David. And so as he, we go through this psalm, you need to know that, Ezra, uh, 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 that Ethan is full of confusion. And he's asking these questions. If the present circumstance doesn't, make, uh, doesn't match the heavenly promises, what's the problem? The question could be, is God faithful? Is God in control? Does God care? What will happen to us? What will happen to me? And do my sins and the sins of you people, does that failure disqualify us from a covenant with God? Is this the source of why everything around me is falling apart? And will it be lost forever? Poor Ethan. Poor us, right? We're not far from that too. Psalm 89, verse 1. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. You, God, have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to, my da to David, my servant. And this is what he's promised. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Selah. Verse 5. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. 
For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him? O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you? You rule the raging of the sea when, it wave, when its waves rise. You still them. 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed, happy are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. 34. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever. His throne as long as the sun before me. Like the moon, it shall be established forever, a faithful witness in the skies. Selah. Verse 46. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of man. And finally, verse 52. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. amen. Who is faithful, church? You look around and you, you wonder, you're hoping your family is faithful. You're hoping that your husband or your wife are faithful. But they are not 100% faithful, are they? You look at your friends, you think, I want a friend that will endure with me forever, thick and thin, ride with me, buddy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was watching a little video about these gang members and this one guy sitting there behind the mic saying, yeah, like, he's my ride or die. And the guy's, yeah, ride or die. And then he says, and, man, if I go rob a store, he'll be with me. Yeah. If I'm carrying a gun, he'll be with me. Yeah. We get in a fight, he'll be right there with me. Yeah. If I die, he's going to die. <laughs> okay, okay. Sounded good, sounded tough. Your friends are not faithful. We hope that our children, with all that we put in, that they will forever walk with us and be faithful and look after us and care for us. But we don't. Even your dog. Our dog, whenever we open the door a crack, tries to get out and runs. <laughs> yeah, he does. Not even your dog is faithful. Everyone disappoints. 
But then again, what do you expect? None of us are able to live up to what we need and what others need. We're dealing with our own selfishness, aren't we? We're limited in how much we can help. Limited knowledge, limited understanding. Heck, we fail ourselves. <laughs> Who is faithful? Husbands, wives, children, friends, governments? Not faithful. But who is like our God? Our God is powerful. He is timely. He is the foundation. He is faithful in righteousness, faithful in justice, and faithful in mercy. Listen to the first two verses again. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. In the midst of my troubles and trials, even though it looks like it's all going to fall, I will sing of the steadfast love. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you establish your faithfulness. God is faithful to his people. He is faithful to his covenant. He is steadfast in his love. He's unlike others. He establishes his truth on firm foundations. He makes covenants with his people and he keeps it. He is powerful and seated with the holy ones who is like our God. And so we see God's justice and mercy, his righteousness and love with his faithfulness and full assurance. We're able to stand before him and ask these questions. As we see the, the world seemingly fall apart, our relationships fall apart, we are, not, we are not satisfied with what's going around us, and so we try all these different things to make it right, and we are asking this question, God, where is your timing in all this? Is time on our side? Systematic theology, here we go. Where is God in time? God is eternal. God is before time. He is forever lasting, forever into the future. And he is in time. It's almost, uh, this is the way I can figure it, and, and I'll be corrected when I get to heaven, but it's almost like a, 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 a globe, right? You know, with a, make it snow. But he holds all of time and history in his hands, both present, past, and future. God is outside of time, and he is also in time, and God is always on time. He's in the midst. So when God is describing himself to Abraham and Moses, he says, you can know me as I am. Augustine has this long rant and discussion about understanding time. and He, he starts with the from a, a Neoplatonic understanding of the, the philosophers of the day, and he moves forward and, and talks about his own kind of religious experience, and he's wondering what is time all about? How can you grasp of anything? How do you grasp the moment? How are we ever in the moment? How is there ever present? Because as soon as it's present, it's past, and as you look forward to the future, it slips right past you. So it is as if we can never be in the present. We can never hold on to the present. But God says, I am. If you want to know the present, God is in every moment, even moments that we can't grasp ourselves. This is the God that we serve. He is outside of time. 
He is outside of time, so he knows all of the history from the beginning to the end. That's why we know that prophecies come true, because God has already experienced, he knows it. And he is outside of it. And then he comes inside of it. So when God says that he makes a covenant with David that he's going to keep, and it looks like the covenant is broken, you have to say, who are you listening to? I mean, the God that we serve is outside of time, and he knows. Did he make a mistake? Did he forget what the ending was? No. And he is not only outside of time and in time, he controls time. He is God over all. He is upon that foundation that we build our lives. Upon that sure foundation. Who is like our God? We can trust in a God who holds it all in his palms. Even though God is so vast and awesome, he has chosen to participate personally in his creation. He is the great I am. A good question to ask maybe is like, if God is so vast and he is outside of time, can he hear me? Does he care about my little world? If God is so great, do we get lost in his vastness? See, we're going a little deeper this morning, amen? This isn't a spiritual hack today. We're digging deep, so... How could God care about me, little me? Surely I'm lost in the shuffle. Jonathan Edwards, we've been talking about him recently. He described writing like this, that as he writes a story, and as he thinks of a character, he will write about that character, and then he'll go away. And he'll be thinking on this character, and come back and write some more. Meanwhile, the page only has this much of the character. But he's out here thinking about the character and comes back and then writes some more. He thinks about this character and comes back and writes some more. He said this is not unlike what is happening with us. Although we are stuck in the time, we're stuck on the page one step after another. Our God is outside of that time, and he has all the capacity to think greatly about you and me. That's some good news today. As, you, as we just think like, oh, I can't, I can't care for these people because I can't think about them. I don't have enough time and I don't have energy. You know, as a father, I think that all the time. I need to be borrowed from here to there to get this and that. But God doesn't have to borrow time. He's outside of time. And he is in time. He is the great I am. And so as all of these prayers are going forth and all this intricacy of what's happening in our life and our confusion, does God have time for me? He has eternity. And outside of, of your story, God is here considering, and he loves you. And he even knows every hair on your head, which fluctuates with me, amen? And it's not going the right way. But he keeps up with that. Like, does God need to keep up with that? No, he doesn't need to keep up with that. But he's got time. <laughs> he's got eternity, I should say, right? That's good news. Ethan, man, you're, 
You're blowing it up here on the page. How quickly you forget. How great and glorious a God we serve. But we as our, uh, Ethan, as he wrote this and saw the kingdom crumble, he had to shout, how long, O oh Lord? Don't you know that my life is short? And I want to see this. And the heavenly response comes back, not long. Not long. E.M. Uh, e. Tate says, we wait to see how the ancient commitments and promises will be worked out in history. We wait. We wait to see how the ancient commitments and promises will be work out, worked out in history. Brothers and sisters, God does not take back his promises. He is the chief keeper of our promises. So, brothers and sisters, we have to ask ourselves, on what do we stand do we stand on shaky foundations that we are waiting on somebody else to provide for us? Are we waiting upon the foundation of our own strength? Are you waiting on the foundation of your bank account? That you feel like, man, I've got enough cushion. I'm going to be all right. Are you banking on the respect of others that will carry you through? Are you banking on some other, some other person's protection and how they'll provide for you? Or are you on no foundation at all? Maybe, maybe you're always going back between opinions about what it's all about. Or you're striving after the wrong self-help kind of thing. James, in the New Testament, writes an epistle and he says that for those who doubt, they're, who, who go between two opinions, it's like they're caught in the ocean and they're, 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 they're back and forth. You may be here today and you're still wandering. You have a multitude of opinions, but no foundation. You come to the right place. There is also great grace in this mercy for his people. As, as Ethan asks these questions, I mean, you want to tell him, like, dude, be careful, right? He's like, where are you, O oh God? <laughs> Why haven't you kept the covenant with David? What's going on? You know, I think people stand next to him and go, all right. I'm curious to the answer, but I'm not going to stand too close, you know. But our God is big enough that he can allow us to, to at the same time, doubt and wonder and trust as well. Well, I understand right now, teach me your ways, just as, as Ethan is doing in this psalm, that we can, we can have both relief and fear at the same moment within this short conversation with God. What happens when we see that uh, as we look at our lives and the lives of God's people that we aren't faithful to the covenant? Know this, that God is faithful to the covenant. You may look at your life and say, I've committed this atrocious sin or sins that can't be taken back. No, it can't be taken back. It, it can be forgiven. And that forgiveness does not come from you and me, but it comes from our God, who has come into time, into place, in order to save us. 
God is just and loving. God is faithful. You know, it seems somewhat ironic that at the same time God is listening to our concerns and listening to our fears and listening to us say, I don't know if you're going to show up. At the same time, God is listening to the saints and the angelic beings in the heavenlies and they continue to sing over and over and over again. How ironic is that, right? As on one hand, in this one ear, God is hearing the praise of the angelic beings, the saints of old who have seen the fulfillment of the covenant, and they are singing his praise over and over again, and we're over here going, Lord, is it going to work out? Is it going to work out? And it seems our prayers are, are bouncing, off the, uh, 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 bouncing against the, he- the gates of heaven. And, this, and the saints just... Great clouds of witnesses just wanted to peer over and go, it's going to be all right. (laughs) How long, O Lord? Not long. Listen to this last verse. With all this concern and wondering and desiring for salvation at the moment, he can end up and say, blessed be the Lord Forever. Amen. There is tension in us. The here and the not yet. So brothers and sisters, pray prayers like this in growing faith set upon a firm foundation. Trust. Build your life on top of this foundation. On what foundation is your footing? Praise the name of our Lord God who is faithful forever and ever. Amen.